Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, leadership and social issues. We want to engage in ideas and what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, please visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Humanity Matters Show. I am your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. Hey, there are a variety of ways that you can connect with me. Visit the website, philipfletcher.org. That's Philip with two L's. And when you hit that landing page, you can put in your name and email and you will get access to a weekly newsletter, short one, called the Daily Personalist Living and Leading. And that's just my opportunity to provide uh, just some reflections and insights to help you get ready for the upcoming week. So visit the website, philipfletcher.org. would greatly appreciate it. As well, you can follow me on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher, also on Twitter, at Phil Fletcher. Find me on Instagram, Dr. Philip Fletcher. And I would greatly encourage you, find me on podcasting, whether that's on anchor.fm, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. And also you can find me over on YouTube. And over on the YouTube channel, I'll be getting a great one-on-one interviews called Humanity Matters One-on-One, but I will talk about that later in the show. So what's going on in our world? So I'd like to begin with looking at our local news. I am here in Conway, Arkansas. And so I'd like to look at what's going on here in the city of Conway in Faulkner County, but also what's going on in the state of Arkansas and yes, the nation as a whole. So getting it all kicked off coming from Uh, TheCabin.net, that's the Log Cabin Democrat, that's our local newspaper. And so my friend, Jeanette Anderton, she reports January 14, 2022. Headline, City Set Special Election to Extend Bond Issue for Community Center Soccer Complex. Here we go. City's been trying to get kind of like an aquatic type center and all that kind of good stuff over the years. But what we've got coming is a Conway Community Center and the Conway Soccer Complex. Now, you know, we've got the Don Owen Center. We've got the McGee Center. Uh, I guess we're going to try to add another one. Got a bunch of parks and things like that. Got some splash pads. Now, Community Center and Soccer Complex. So, what does Jeanette Anderton report? All right, so... And I'm quoting from the article, the city of Conway has called a special election. We'll get to that in a second. For the proposed Conway Community Center and the Conway Soccer Complex. The Conway Community Center will be located in a former Axiom building in the central landing area. And the Conway Soccer Complex will be a 54 acres 
adjacent to Curtis Walker Park and Theodore Jones Elementary School on Museum Road. So this is two different locations. All right. Central Landing area. If you're not familiar with Central Landing, that's been this big idea for years. Supposed to have a lot of shopping and residential stuff. Apparently that's not happened. There used to be the airport and then that was moved out west of Conway. And now looks like the Conway Community Center. All right. It's going to be located near there. All right. In the former Axiom building. All right. So early voting will be conducted from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. weekdays, February 1st through the 7th at the Faulkner County Courthouse. There will be no early voting Saturday or Sunday. All right. So pay attention, Conway residents. If you live in the city limits, you should participate in this. Why? All right. We'll get to that in a second. So continuing on, uh, Conway's chief financial officer, Tyler Winningham, told the Law Cabin Democrat the vote would be to refinance existing advertising and promotion revenue bonds and would not change the current tax rate. All right. So your taxes are not going up. But the debt that we have as Conway citizens is going to be extended. Let's keep reading. And we're quoting in the article published by Jeanette Anderton in the Law Cabin Democrat. And this is the Chief Financial Officer, Tyler Winningham. He is commenting, and I quote, The upcoming vote would be to refinance existing AMP revenue bonds with no change to the tax rate. Okay, so taxes are neither going up nor they're going down. Continuing on from Mr. Winningham, the A and P tax would, will remain in effect even if the vote fails. Ha! So you're still going to get taxed. Winningham said, continuing on, so either way, there will be no change to the existing tax rate in Conway. What the vote would do is extend the term that our bonded debt is outstanding. Current bonds are scheduled to pay off in 2028. So this debt would have paid off And we would have not had this financial burden in 2028. All right. But going on, Mr. Winningham states, if this passes around $30 million, excuse me, if this passes, it will extend that date out as far as 30 years. So I am about to be 49. So if this passes, this debt would go until, Lord willing, I am walking this earth at 79 years old. Or it could be a debt that we could relieve by 2028. That's six years from now. Continuing on. All right. The community center features indoor pool area, eight-lane, 25-yard pool, deck seating, spectator seating, two-lap lanes, bubble benches, a vortex, a water bucket drop, indoor spaces, a gymnasium with volleyball courts, so on and so forth, party rooms, multi-purpose rooms, a fitness center, parks and recreation offices. All right? So we're building a bigger and better Don Owens or McGee Center. Okay? Moving on. The soccer field projects include 10 lighted fields, restroom and concessions, playground, splash pad, pavilion and walking trail. So we're getting another splash pad. All right. The article continues. The proposed ordinance for the special election reads in part. So this is what you would be voting on. Quote, the issuance of the city's capital improvement bonds in the aggregate principal amount 
of not to exceed $27,300,000, the community center bonds, for the purpose of financing the community center project and the issuance of the city's capital improvement bonds in the aggregate principal amount of not to exceed $5,500,000 for the soccer field, for the purpose of financing the soccer fields project. All right? So $27,300,000 for the community center and then $5,500,000 for the soccer field. I wonder why we couldn't vote on those separately. The ordinance pledges, quote, all of the proceeds from the 1% tax upon gross receipts from the sale of prepared food and beverages originally levied by ordinance 0-0598 and, quote, 75% of the proceeds, close quote, of the 1% tax upon gross receipts from the sale of prepared food and beverages originally levied by ordinance uh, zero, excuse me, O-05-97 to the payment of the bonds. All right. So when you go out and then and eat, right, going to Fridays or Chili's, Don Pepe's, Chick-fil-A, any of that, all right, portion of those proceeds and gross receipts are going to go to paying towards this. All right. So it goes on to say, for more information about the election, including a sample ballot, visit conwayarkansas.gov backslash vote. But here's my question. So we have a special election in February, but within two months, March, April, well, three months, May, we have the Arkansas primaries where we're going to have to vote again on different elected officials. I'm sure some some different officials, ballot initiatives are not to the general. All right. So my question is, why couldn't we just have one election to vote on all of this stuff at one time? Special elections are notorious for low voter turnout. Whereas the primary and general elections, you have more voter turnout. But also, if it were to happen in May, it would even offer more time for people to ask questions, contact their city council, the mayor's office. Because it talks about paying to build it, but what about to actually operate it? One of the things that I have learned and the things that I've done working in my nonprofit is that there is a difference between starting something and paying for that, but then sustaining it, operating on a daily, monthly, and annual basis. So then the question becomes, how much is that going to be for the community centers and the soccer fields? I have questions. I'm neither for nor against it. In fact, I've, I've raised a question in the past. Why, like on the pool issue that has been talked about, there have been different groups, you know, have swim groups and things like that. I've asked myself, why don't they form a business or a nonprofit and, and raise the money in order to fund such a thing? Buy the land, build the center, pool center and then operate it. But instead what we've got is the city seeking to extend a debt that's about to end within six years and let's extend it for another 30 years. When we could, I don't know, let it expire, provide some relief, do some other things. So 
that's something that's going on in the city of Conway. What else is going on in the city of Conway? Well, city council did a cool thing. All right. So Jordan Woodson uh, reports. All right. That the city approves mental health initiative grant for the Conway Police Department in the amount of $542,000 over a three-year period. All right. So the city is going to provide some matching funds that do not exceed $192,000 and $875 over that three-year period. But this is to help with some of the mental health things that we are confronting in our city. Mental health is a very big thing, especially among our homeless. There are men and women who get locked up. Mental health issues. And this will be a good thing for our law enforcement who are typically called upon to deal with these things to be able to have some resources to address this particular problem. Now, full transparency, I have sat in on some of these meetings and I think this is a good start. And what I'm hopeful for is Many more of us will get involved, provide some insight on assistance with those who are struggling with mental illness, whether it's schizophrenia, some type of uh, uh, what is called a dissociative identity uh, disorder. But this is a good start. And so to the city council... I applaud you. Good job. Keep it up. Hey, this is Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters Show, and it is January 16th, 2022. 16th day of the year of our Lord. Yes. Again, connect with me on different social media type outlets. If you are listening to this podcast, hey, do me a favor provide a review. Subscribe and share it with your friends. Somebody who will be interested in just the things that we're talking about. All right. Good deal. So moving on to national, excuse me, not national news, state news, because that's just as important, right? So living here in Conway, Arkansas, it's also important to see what is going on in our state. Hmm. Some good things going on. All right. Hey, do you know Maya Angelou is going to be recognized in a quarter? Maya Angelou, who uh, wrote Phenomenal Woman, great author from Arkansas, she is going to be recognized in a coin. And these are going to be coming out toward the end of the month and in February. So if you get one, hold on to it. Put it in a book. No, that's pretty cool. So that's a cool state news that I want to talk about today. Something to make you feel good, right? With that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to... 
the Humanity Matters show. I am your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher, as we discuss faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, leadership in general, and social issues. We want to engage with ideas on what it means to be a free human being and working towards human flourishing. Hey, connect with me on the various social media outlets. We've been looking at local news and some state news here in Arkansas. And we're going to turn more specifically to just some musings that I want to talk about. And the first thing, well, the first individual, to be more specific, that I want to talk about is someone very influential to me whom, when you are reading this, or excuse me, listening to this, uh, the nation is supposed to be remembering his birth. And that individual is the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., The I Have a Dream, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The Montgomery Bus Boycott, Selma, Alabama, I Have a Dream, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The Nonviolent, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The Martin Luther King Jr. involved with the Southern Christian Leadership Congress. Uh, conference working with CORE NAACP and others the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who has a federal holiday who has a beautiful monument that I've seen with my own eyes in Washington D.C. out of a mountain of despair Become a stone of hope. That doctor, that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., graduate of Morehouse and Boston University. The late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who put into practice a philosophy that I seek to practice myself, which is called theistic personalism, which, if you've listened to me for any point in time, declares emphatically that there is a supreme personal God. And the supreme personal God has made every man, woman, and child in his image and likeness, and that we can understand reality through individual personality. And that because of this, because we have been made in the image and likeness of God, we are due dignity and worth. We are to be affirmed. Individuals who are free to pursue their life and calling and work with others to do so. And this is what Dr. King envisioned as the beloved community. Free individuals, persons made in the image and likeness of God, pursuing their hopes and dreams, and at the same time freely participating with other individuals to craft what he described as a beloved community. 
This is the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. That is to be remembered. But in the last few years, I've asked myself, why are we as a nation? Why are we even remembering this man? Because in the last few years, the spirit of the age has not been in keeping with those famous words that the late reverend said, not only in Washington, D.C. at the I Have a Dream speech, but also at a speech he gave in Detroit, Michigan, where he essentially said that individuals should not be judged by the color of the skin, but rather the content of their character. Yet the zeitgeist of today is that individuals, groups, should be judged by the color of their skin. And because of the color of their skin and by virtue of who they belong to, they should be looked at with suspicion. They should be held accountable to the decisions of those in the past who look like them, share the same skin color. And that individuals who have a different skin color should not be judged on the basis of their intelligence and their competence. They should not be judged on the basis of their merits, but they should be given access, an opportunity, a seat at the table by virtue primarily, first and foremost, because of their skin color. And I make I put forward the thought that this is not in keeping with what the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was advancing in the 50s and the 60s leading up to his death in April on April 4th, 1968. So in keeping with the Reverend's final book, Where Do We Go From Here, Chaos or Community? Now I ask myself, if we continue the ideas that have erupted over the last two to three years, actually I can go back a little further, maybe even Ferguson when that happened during the former President Obama's administration. If we continue this this holding this idea that in order for an individual to flourish, specifically an individual who looks like me, that in order for me to flourish, it depends on me negatively casting someone with a different skin tone, casting him or her in a negative light, holding them guilty, because of their skin color, because they belong to a quote-unquote group, a very small minority who did wrong early in the founding of our nation. If I am now told that the just thing for me to do is to hold that person guilty first, until he or she goes through certain, what I would like to say, religious activities of confession, 
and then reparation in order for them to deem themselves worthy to be affirmed and dignified, does that not lead to chaos? Dr. King asks, where do we go from here? Chaos or community? Whereas community would be, and I'm thinking community in the sense of free individuals choosing on their own accord to join hands with one another. I'm not talking about kind of what is common today in collectivism where people are forced or shamed to come into a group. But what I am talking about is individuals on the basis of freedom and love voluntarily coming together to do things to improve their own selves and then as a consequence improve the lives of others should not that be what we're working towards collaboration free integration men and women and children not painting themselves in a negative light because they belong to a particular social group on the basis of a physical characteristic, namely skin color. But individuals who are free choosing to come together regardless of skin color, regardless of political belief, regardless of religious belief, because they identify fundamentally the personality that exists within this human being, the personality that is reflective of a supreme personal God. I think that's how we can honor the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., that's how we can honor him. Not in hiring people on the basis of their skin color. Not setting aside a percentage to hire on the basis of gender or skin color. But on the basis of their character and their competence. We can honor Dr. Martin, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., in our nonprofits and foundations by once again funding and supporting those other nonprofits and organizations based on their character and their competence, not on the basis of do you have X percentage of this color on your staff or board. How can we honor Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his birth? We can, if you will, give him gifts in which businesses are truly seeking to create a wide berth for all types of individuals. 
Because we do understand discrimination and prejudice is costly. And so, in all reality, it's in a business's best interest not to practice discrimination or prejudice. Those are my thoughts on the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Happy birthday, Martin. Happy birthday. Hey, this is Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters Show. Glad you can join me. Next up, I want to talk about COVID. Yes, COVID. I put out on my Facebook, and I have been going back and forth on putting out this question. But my, my, my soul has gotten tired. And I think it's important <laughs> for people to like verbalize for their own mental health, their, their physical well-being, their mental well-being when they're tired. And what's making them tired? So I went out on Facebook, I went out into the meta world, and I said a genuine and sincere question. At what point will our nation move on and live with acceptable risk regarding COVID? There are all types of treatments available, whether you agree with those treatments or not. Many of those treatments, for whatever reason, are refused to be spoken about or advertised. Now, I don't know what the deal is. You've got all these different treatments out there. Hydrochloroquine, um, ivermectin. Um, I just read a study that came out today. There's possibilities that cannabis can uh, help in this regard regarding COVID. Exercise. Treating some of these comorbidities. One of the big things is obesity. But you have not heard anything about healthy eating habits, or exercise. Yet, what we're being closed down, gyms, what we're staying open, fast food type places. Like Krispy Kreme was offering like free donuts. If you got a a shot, a vaccine shot, what? (laughs) Nonetheless, but there's all these treatments out there, not just what Pfizer has put out, what Moderna has put out, what uh, Johnson & Johnson has put out. But we've been made to believe that what these pharmaceuticals have put out are the only viable options. Anything else is being mischaracterized, or excuse me, is being characterized as mm, misinformation. So I went on to think out loud, you know, so we spent more and more money, which actually does not exist yet behave like this is 2020. Think about that. Trump administration, Biden administration, both of them printed a whole bunch of money because that money, all that money, yes, even the money that's been meant to help people rental assistance, utility assistance, food assistance, all of that stuff, that's money we're going to have to pay back. Now, I've gone back and forward on this because you know what? The government created this problem. And now what are they going to do about it? They're closing businesses. They're telling people to 
basically shelter in place and stay home. Businesses are making decisions that are causing people, especially people who are hourly type individuals, have to be off from work. Schools close. So all of this stuff is stacking up on one another. How are we going to pay for it? Okay, well, we can print money, right? So we're adding to the debt. More than likely increasing deficits. We can print more money. Or we can pass it off to our great-great-grandchildren. At some point, the bill is going to come due. And I got to thinking, consider a number of the other risks. Like, consider a number of the other risks that we have to face and that we choose to face on a daily basis, yet it's not blasted across the TV screens. You don't ask, hey, Alexa, and there's this report that comes out, hospitalizations, cases, so on and so forth. When you get in the car in the morning, you're listening to the radio. It's not just beat at you every 30 minutes or top of the hour. But if you consider a number of the other risks, each one of us may confront, and it's a choice we're making when we get up in the morning, when we go in our kitchen or walk out the door, but we don't make, we have not made any of these drastic decisions or declare emergency powers, nor have the numbers reported on the news daily. So think about it, drive-by shootings, assaults in public places, obesity, smoking, car accidents, FDA-approved foods, which cause all types of health issues, the flu, school fights. Like, you don't see the across the bottom of a news screen, you don't see any type of kind of addendum to a social media post when you mention school shootings, some kind of CDC reference or anything like that, or car accidents or obesity. You don't see nothing like that. You don't hear local officials, state officials, or the federal government saying, hey, we're declaring a national emergency. Hey, we've got drive-by shootings in Los Angeles and Chicago and, and these cities and these urban areas. We need to lock down the whole nation. No. No. This is an opportunity, in my estimation, to expand power. So the question becomes, at what point are we going to move on? Or are we going to be complicit, allowing individuals that we voted into office to continue to expand their power under this premise they're doing what is best for you and for I. We live with school shootings. We live with drive-by shootings. And you continue to take your vacations, do your selfies, go work out, Go to your job, collect your checks, and you don't think nothing of it. People suffer from obesity, diabetes. We go about our business. We go to the grocery stores and buy all of these types of foods that are actually not the best for us. 
and it's approved by the federal, the Food and Drug Administration. You don't see no carry-ons about that. No reports about that. You don't see how many people have been hospitalized because of obesity or smoking. There is no daily report on the number of persons who have been shot. Man, because it's crazy down in Little Rock. But they keep talking about masks and churches going to online. But the shootings... So I'm asking myself, at what point do we move on? With the full understanding as well that people are going to get sick. The full understanding that at some point, each one of us are going to have to confront our mortality. And I think that's one of the difficult things this past two years is the recognition uh, once again that we are mortal. And it's sad the number of people that have passed away. And it's sad that we have not found out, we have not gotten answers as to how this whole thing originated. But yet we're going to spend a lot of time on a quote-unquote insurrection. An insurrection that was done without weapons. Anyways. So, if you got any thoughts or comments on that, I'd love to hear from hear from you. You can always email me, arrowmakerar at gmail.com. I would love to get your questions or comments, feedback. Help me to understand. Because personally, I have moved on. Drink a lot of water. Change my eating habits even more. It's important that we take as much, take full responsibility for our own health, what we put into our body, and make different decisions. Some of these things, I get it, can be done immediately. And some of these things are going to require assistance of others. Counseling, therapy, a trainer, some type of coach. I get it. But these are things that we can do. If we first take responsibility for ourselves, but then also hold our elected officials accountable as well. I'll be the first to say they don't need all that power. I'll be the first to say they shouldn't have all that power. Those are my thoughts on that. And finally, the future. So I'm making some changes. Been working through uh, a new book this year. And it's okay to make changes. Two things. One, doing a whole lot more podcasting. And my YouTube channel is going to transition to interviews. I like interviewing people. 
Humanity Matters one-on-one is going to be the thrust of the videos you see on YouTube. So please subscribe. I have some very interesting guests coming up in the next few months, and I want you to be a part of that. I want to continue to add value to your life. I want to see, I desire to see people have full recognition that they've been their image bearers of God with full dignity and worth and that they are free individuals to flourish. How many obstacles can we get out of the way? And I want to bring people on and interview them that can help you to that end. The second thing is this. Last year and a half, really been contemplating running for office either at the city level or at the state level. Talked to a lot of good people, got their insights, obviously talked to the family. You know, it feels good when people say, hey, you should run, you should run, you should run. It does tickle the shadowy side of me, Carl Jung. But upon more reflection, I realized that I'm being very effective in what I am doing with my nonprofit, and the different things that we're doing in my writings, sharing with you beautiful people on a weekly basis. And so I've chosen for now to stay where I am, stay put. And I posted this on my Instagram and on my Facebook. And for those that cared, right, just something short. Got the recognition there's still work to be done in what I'm doing. So right now, I have the greatest amount of freedom to make change on my terms. To create more tables for people to come sit at. I love creating tables for people to come sit at. Right? I personally believe the existing tables are just too full. They have mm, too many strings. It's time for new tables. Right? It's good to have a little bit of order, but you need a little bit of creativity as well. And at the same time, I still want to hold politicians accountable. Politicians have too much power, y'all. It's become upside down. They have more and more power, we have less. When in fact, individuals should have the maximum amount of power and elected officials should have very little. So I want to create more tables, hold these individuals accountable. I can say what I need to say, how I want to say it, when I want to say it, and use as much or little filter as possible. And guess what? I ain't getting worried about, you know, the whole like your voters, your 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 quote-unquote donors and all that, and you belong to this party or that party. I'm like, hey, Dr. Philip D. Fletcher. So I'll continue to do what I've done the last 15 years, which is work with Arkansans. Listen to what I said. Work with, not for. Work with. It's one of the things I think our politicians are lacking. They think we work for them. We serve them. No, no, no. So I want to work with our Kansas to have more freedom, to exercise more power over his or her individual life, 
and politicians to have as little power as possible. So that means creating parallel things, alternate things. Hey, come join me. You can support this podcast. You know, help out my nonprofit. It's a variety of ways, right? Variety of ways. You can just share this. Goes a long way. Nonetheless, you can join me if you like. It's a free invitation. That's the point. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you joined me for this show today. This has been the Humanity Matters show. I've been your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher. I appreciate you very much. Moving forward, remember this. To be love, to be kind, to be generous, to be courageous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Take care. God bless. Hey, if you found something of value, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher. Find us on Twitter at Phil Fletcher. And as always, visit us on the website philipfletcher.org.